0: Talking about the things that make your home service business go marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Makes me that much stronger, makes me work a little bit harder, it makes me that much wiser, makes me, me, wiser. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Fight Club. <laughs> Good
1: morning, welcome back to
0: Fight Club.
1: How is everyone today? Super excited to have y'all back on this Tuesday morning with us. Um, as you all know, Fight Club is a group of industry experts here to help you fight for your business, and we're super excited to have our guest Angela Brown with us today. And we'll kind of go around real quick, do our introductions, and jump right into some fun business stuff. So. My name is Taylor Maroney. I co-own a pressure washing company down here in beautiful, sunny, rainy today, South Florida. (laughs) And I also have been in marketing for about five years now and I'm super excited to say welcome back to Fight Club and welcome to Angela.
2: Well, thank Thank you. you. I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. I've been looking forward to this.
1: Awesome, we're so excited to have you. So just give us a little bit of background Angela on who you are and kind of what you do with um, Savvy Cleaners.
2: Well, I've been a professional house cleaner for 25 years, and we ran a really large uh, independently owned cleaning company in North and South Carolina, and we had a branch in Los Angeles for five and a half years. So we've we've done house cleaning, but at the end of... 2015, we had a troubled teenager come to live with us and she needed 24-7 care and I had to make a decision in my business. And so I could either keep my business or I could try to help her manage her life at the time. And for me, I'd already been in business for 25 years. I'd accomplished everything that I wanted to do in business. So I made a really hard, fast decision that was kind of one of those midlife changes where I said, "I, I did everything I wanted to do. We had a great run. Let's sell the business and let's pivot. And one of the things I've been doing all along since I've been in business for myself is I've been training other house cleaners how to start and grow their own cleaning companies. And so at the beginning of 2016, I made one of the most difficult decisions I've ever made. I sold my business and I moved my business online in an era where I knew nothing about social media, nothing about being online, nothing about marketing my business online. And I did not even know how to type. And so <laughs> Mavis Beacon, I even had to learn how to type so that I could like, you know, do all this stuff. So it's been a huge learning curve for me, but now Savvy Cleaner is a, a worldwide organization. We train house cleaners all over the globe and we've got a YouTube channel and a podcast and we're, we're learning the technology end of it, so. it's wonderful, wow.
0: And How many
3: YouTube followers do you have now for your channel?
2: Uh, we have 97,000, I believe so we're amazing yeah. That's so
4: celebration great. for when you get to a hundred thousand is there going to be like a COVID free party or something. Well, you know
2: what I was hoping to do, I thought this would be really cool is if we could get all of the people that work for Savvy Cleaner to jump in and do a short video and tell us what they do with the company. And then also I reached out to my my followers on YouTube and I said, Will you share with us a tip that you used that you learned from the show that that changed your life or made a difference? So I would really love to hear from everyone else for the one thousandth episode rather than you guys hear from me. Oh, I love that.
0: Love That's that. awesome. That's awesome. I love it.
2: All right. So, all of you, send your tips in. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's great. And and, uh, be sure
0: to
4: subscribe to the channel. What if we could do that in the next couple of weeks? That was so cool. Or days, even. Awesome, Angela. We're happy to have you. My name is Megan Likes. I'm the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online where I educate and empower small business owners to know their numbers so they can live more financially rewarding lives. I also own Likes Accounting Company where we offer outsourced accounting solutions to small business owners who are allergic to the money and the numbers and they just don't like that. And I co-own Jeff Likes Windows and Gutters with my husband in Northern California, Window Cleaning and Gutter Cleaning Company. And welcome to Fight Club.
0: <laughs> awesome. Thanks. Megan and I am Michelle Myers, co owner of Pink Collars with my husband Doug here over off screen. And we outsource your office. So if you don't have the time or effort or energy to take care of your customer care, we can absolutely help you with that at Pink Collars. So welcome to Fight Club. We're so glad you're here, Angela. (laughs) Well, thank you. And
3: I'm Martha Woodward, I'm the people person, and uh, I own a maid service as well. Uh, in another state as well. Not across the country, though. I can still drive to my <laughs> office. Um, but I also co-founded Quality Driven Software and some online classes. Dope. Awesome. Hey, passing well, it back.
1: I, um, I'm really excited about one thing you said in your little intro, Angela. And I think it's something that so many business owners really struggle with when getting into this age of digital technology and how to really market their business in that realm. And you've done an amazing job with taking a business and putting it onto the social, you know, Internet world. And just allowing it to explode. I mean, you have an amazing fan base, amazing followers that really do truly support your brand and what you're here to really provide on that educational and informational value level. Um, So I want to ask, what was your first initial step in saying, okay, we need to gain a following? What was like the first thing that you did, you know, back in 2016 when you said, okay, we're moving this virtual, we got to get people on board?
2: Well, that's a trick question because for me, the starting point was admitting my limitations. It was knowing what I'm not good at. And so what I'm not good at when I started was I'm not, I'm not good at being in front of the camera. The video is not my specialty. I created an entire learning library in text and people are like, text, we don't <laughs> read, we want video. I'm like, well, I don't do video. I don't know how to do video. So knowing what my limitations were, but knowing that the future was headed to video. I had to make a commitment. If I'm gonna go with the future, I have to learn video. I have to be willing to learn that. And I'm a simple person. And when I started out, I was one person. I didn't have a camera crew and I didn't have an editing crew and all that stuff. And so what can I do? And so for me, I can stand in one spot. I'm not fancy. I don't have like all this glamorous outfits and everything. I'm not I'm not that smart. But I can wear my house cleaning uniform and I can stand in one spot and I can set up a camera and I can set up a light and I can stand in the, the one spot and I can, I can share my tips. And so for me, what, what was the background going to look like? And so I didn't start out doing B-roll and having, you know, let me show you how to clean all this stuff. It was literally a talking head. And then as I expanded a little bit, now I can cut B-roll in. And I was teaching myself, you know, how to edit a video along the way. And so as I grew, as I learned new techniques, as I learned new skills, then I could incorporate them into what I was doing. But my goal was every day, do better than what you did before. And so- when I started out, I hate to say this, but I tried to do a tutorial in my kitchen and I didn't even have a microphone on. So that's this bad, huge <laughs> echo and the lighting was bad and the lighting was overhead lighting and all you could see are my wrinkles. And I was like, this is awful, <laughs> but it was the best I had and it's the best I knew. And so my, my goal for you is get started wherever you are with whatever equipment or lack of it that you have and realize that we all start from ground zero. We don't we don't start out being, you know, experts or whatever. And you don't start out with 90,000 YouTube viewers. You start out with your mom and your best friend. And so you <laughs> screw up and you're horrible and it's awful. And I had braces on my teeth and not lisp and it was just really awful. But you know, whatever. Get started. And then you get better every day as you go. And so that was that was kind of my thing.
1: I appreciate the honesty on that because I think that's the one reservation that holds so many people back is just taking that that step, that movement forward to say, I'm going to do it even though I don't know what I'm doing. And this is terrifying. And this, I could fall on my face and I could make a fool of myself, but you know what? I'm going to be better tomorrow. And the day after that'll be even better. And like you said, you don't need fancy equipment. If that's something I can stress really heavily on my section today is These awesome iPhones that we all have, I don't think you can, there we go. (laughs) It was out of my virtual background, but these iPhones can do so much. These Android phones, their camera systems are unbelievable. What you're able to capture on these phones can literally be in 4K video. It's unbelievable what they've put into our hands technology-wise. So don't tell yourself you can't do it anymore. Don't tell yourself you don't have the equipment. You have everything you need in the palm of your hand to be able to say, I'm going to shoot this 30 second to one minute video, put this out on my website, put this out on my social media platform and start building a presence for my business even more than I already have right now. So I really appreciate that honesty and really, you know, getting real with us and how you really started this whole, you know, savvy cleaner side of things. So I thank you.
4: And tay has been on a video kick. So that was (laughs) perfect. (laughs) <laughs> I did. Like the past couple of weeks, she's been on a roll about just one video. Just try it. You can do it. So that was perfect synergy, Angela. Um, that's fantastic. Um, well, I usually, we pass to me and we talk about money. And I have been really impressed by the courses that Savvy Cleaner has put together. You guys have it. It seems very multidimensional. So you've got it for the employees and you have it for the owners. It seems like there's a really robust curriculum there. Um, many, many courses for the owners. And what I love is that you have the outlines there, and there are a lot of money-related uh, topics in your course material. Um, I find so often with new business owners or even experienced business owners that money is is the scary thing. It's the you know the monster in the closet, but nobody wants to. But it's so important. And so I noticed you have a couple of modules on pricing, and I was hoping maybe you could talk just a little bit after taking 25 years of experience in the trenches and then creating a curriculum to help others kind of have a shortcut, I'm assuming, you know, if they can learn from some of the things you learned from. Can you talk to us a little bit about the importance of pricing and the role of finances in your, in your courses for Savvy Cleaner?
2: Yes, thank you, because that's a really great question. Many business owners start a business not because they love cleaning, And we'll talk about cleaning for a second because that's the industry that I'm in. Not because they love cleaning and not because they just want to go clean other people's houses and make a difference in their lives. Most people start a business because they need money. And so to be really honest about it, we go into business to earn money. So it's a metric that matters. The challenge we have in the house cleaning industry is it's a a really low barrier to entry business. And so we have a lot of people that are coming in and they've been waiters or wait staff, they've been earning minimum wage, and suddenly they're going to come in and they're going to charge a certain fee for their, their services. And the challenge in house cleaning is what do I charge? How much do I charge? And if you don't know the scope of the project, it's hard to put a price on that. But there's a barrier with a lot of people coming in, not everyone, but it, it's, it's significant, where there's a mentality, I'm not worth the price that I'm charging. And so, the very first thing that we do is we bring people in at a very low rate. It's a very easy entry barrier. And we're going to kind of hurdle over that you are worth what you're charging. Very simple math. It's an introductory offer. Once we get people into the introductory offer, then we can start training them here's how to bid a job, here's what you're looking for, here are the clues, here's what the price is worth for what it is that you're offering. And then we bump them up really quickly from charging by the hour to charging by the project. Now, as you know, and I can't get around this, I wish there were more hours in a day. We all only have 168 (laughs) hours in a week. That's it. So whether you say you're charging by the hour or by the job, you're actually charging by the hour because you only have so many hours to work. So however you divide those hours up, however many hours or minutes you allocate to a job, you have to put a price on that. And so it comes down to what is your time worth? And then you have to factor in all of your expenses. So at the end, you're still making money because again, money is the metric that matters.
0: It
4: is. I mean, so often, I'm sure you see it too, people, they come to you and and they're working for free and they've been working for free for a long time and they're working really hard for free. And I find that the pricing is really important. And you brought up the psychology that's also really important. Um, I have a a book club in my membership program and Our book this month is Mindset by Carol Dweck, and it talks about the fixed versus growth mindset. Have you read that? You're nodding.
2: I I, I know about it. I'm familiar with it. I haven't read it yet. Yeah,
4: and this idea that we, we, we are like our own obstacles and barriers when we're afraid of money or we're afraid of charging or we're afraid of articulating our value. So I love seeing also in your course, it seems like you talk about confidence in your pricing and you talk about understanding and articulating your value in the sales process. Um, I think that it's, it's really important. Do you have any resources when people are struggling with pricing that you could point them to? Um, like well,
2: we, we, do, we do, do a lot like, of... Or, I'm sorry, I just interrupted you. No,
4: that's okay. That's
2: good. <laughs> we do a lot of group coaching. And one of the things that is important to us is to understand the mentality of the house cleaner and the mentality of the business owner and the mentality of the customer. And there are three mm-hmm. different things and in house cleaning and we attract a lot of people pleasers. And so people come in and they want to do more. And so they say, well, I was paid to clean out this closet and wipe everything down, but right next to the closet there's a really dirty toilet and I know how to clean that, got my cleaning supplies with me and they'll go off, they'll go off job and they clean things that the customer's not paying for. And they, because they're, they're hired to do this special project, they just wanna do the extras. But you have to realize that two days later, the person that's coming in to do the deep clean is going to be doing the toilets and the mirrors and the windows and the lights and all those things. So if you're paid to do this project over here, that's the time and the money that you have for this project. And so when you go off off topic, even though you want to do it because you love to do it and you want to please and you want to help everyone else, you're costing the company money. And so we have to go through all these different little scenarios and explain it in terms that, oh, my people pleasing is costing my company money. You're actually stealing from your company. You're stealing from your employer when you give more than what is, what is the customers paying for. And because we want that for them, it's easy to say, well, I'm just giving extra. They're, they're going to love me because I, I, I gave extra. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't necessarily. They'll call you back and say, you missed a spot. Well, that's not even what you were paying me to do. Well, then focus on the stuff they were paying you to do. Guarantee that. And then let the other people come back, because we, we break it up. Other people will come back and do the deep clean, people do the maintenance clean, and so on. So you have to you have to understand the whole mentality of it so that all the pieces of the puzzle fit together. Does that make sense?
4: Absolutely. And I feel like you were skirting around maybe a word that we're always afraid to use, like budget, maybe time budget is something, budgeted hours for a job. Um, I, I love it. I feel like we could go on and on, but I, I'm going to pass you to Michelle, and she's going
0: <laughs> to... Oh, I love it. So we talk in my section about systems and operations. So I love that Savvy Cleaner has, it breaks down in all of your courses, a lot of different granular things. You talk about really detailed stuff. So it's awesome. Um, and I also love the fact that you became tech aware in this sort of maybe what was Seen as the second chapter of your career would you follow me there would you think that that's accurate that this sort of second chapter you became more tech aware Um, when you have a new member or a new audience member in your your system in Savvy Cleaner how do you help them become more tech aware because I know that a lot of house cleaners work with their hands they've built a business to be in the field and so being technology driven is kind of a little bit or, you know, scary for people. Um, how do you kind of move them into technology a little bit in their business with Savvy Cleaner?
2: Well, and that's also a trick question because there's an entire generation that came up very techno savvy and I am the dinosaur. Yeah. And so I, I've literally <laughs> been on group coaching calls where I share the screen and I'm like, teach me what to do. Help, <laughs> uh, What do I click on now? And, and so it's, it's, it's really just paying attention to the fact that there's a lot of stuff that's happening that is not yeah. going away. And so yeah. I, I've been very keen on realizing I, I learn on an as need to know basis. And we also teach this in our courses. There are things that you need to know, but do you need to know them today? And so if the answer is no, don't spend time today learning something you don't absolutely need today. Put it on your to-do list and then the day that you need to know it, then you invest in the software, then you break it down, then you learn it. There are things right out of the shoot that we recommend from day 1, like QuickBooks online. It's okay. not optional because if you're going to track your money and you're going to track your spending and you're going to track all of the things that that are business related, that's not mm-hmm. optional. And so yeah. you have to learn the you have to learn those things. You don't need to know Camtasia today. And so if you're going to do screen (laughs) capture and stuff like that, put that on the back burner. And then as you need to know it, if you're doing before and after videos and all that stuff, maybe you don't need to know that today. Maybe you can hire someone from Fiverr.
0: And so we have to just be
2: really keen on, we only have so much time in a day. What absolutely do you must need to know today? And then learn those skills. And then my biggest piece of advice is, if you don't know the technology, I promise there's a 10-year-old on YouTube that does. <laughs> and everything i taught myself from video editing to audio editing to how do you work a Zoom call, how do you do a Facebook Live? I went on YouTube to watch how to do a Facebook Live because I'd never done a Facebook Live. And I watched like five videos because Facebook had updated itself. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm clicking there and there's that button doesn't exist. There. I would to know. go watch another YouTube video, Right. But the information that we need is already out there. It's all out there. Yeah, you just have so to make true. a commitment. And it is, it is a commitment. It's a daily commitment. You have to schedule time in your business every day to learn the technology end of things because there are so many apps, there are so many automations, there are so many yeah. systems that will save you time that we, yeah. we end up doing ourselves as, as business owners. And it will save you hours per week yeah. if you will learn hours. this one series of automations. So you have to to do it, it's not optional, it's part of your business time. I love it, so other
0: than QuickBooks Online, is there any other piece of technology or just sort of segment of technology that you would recommend for a new business owner that's watching?
2: Yes, this is gonna sound really counterintuitive, but I really recommend that every business owner learn WordPress. And the reason for that is Mm -hmm. this, if you hire a, a web designer or a person, You might not, with your startup salary that you're able to pay them, you might not go to the top of their list. And so they're going to say, oh, you're 21 on my list. I'm going to make those updates and those changes when I get around to it because I have higher paying customers. And so there you find yourself. Well, I just had a couple of updates. We ran a special that's now on my website that we're no longer running that special. And you don't know how to take it down. And so yes. WordPress is kind of a universal program. And I fought with it. I'm like, oh, it's so complicated. <laughs> Someone said, once you learn it, you can't unlearn it. Yeah, it's you true. Go in so at true. any time and then just make a couple of changes, a couple of updates to your website. And now it's current. And Love I was it. like, oh, that makes so much sense. All right. Uh, okay, let's go learn WordPress. <laughs> But I, I really recommend it for every business owner because yeah. that, is, that is your online brochure, your online brand, it it's your online hub for everything you're pulling in from all of your marketing from everywhere else. Yeah. You got to know WordPress. So good. So good. Thank you. Thank you, Angela. Those are two awesome
0: tips. Thank you so much. I'm going to pass you on to Martha. Thank you. <laughs> this is fun.
4: I know. It's
3: great. She has no idea
0: what's
3: coming. He just hit you with random questions. Uh, so now how many years ago was it that you started savvy cleaner? I
2: can't remember what you did. It was, it was the spring of 2016.
3: Okay. Wow. That is a lot of progress in a short amount of time. That's amazing. Um, Well, if you don't mind telling us, like how many employees do you have in Savvy Cleaner?
2: So we have 23 um, employees and independent contractors that work with us on a daily basis. Wow,
3: okay. So the reason I'm asking those questions is because I wanna know, I've talked to you a little bit and uh, I know that you're probably very good at setting the expectations And then we've talked a little bit about holding people accountable just because I think that's something you interviewed me on. And uh, I'm assuming everybody's remote?
2: Uh, No, no, not necessarily. I have a hub at my house and we have a media hub where we have lots of computers and a free coffee bar. So a lot of people (laughs) will drop by randomly, whether they're independent contractors or employees, they're welcome to come at any time. And a lot of times during COVID, you'll find people are, they're busy at their houses, their kids are still there, there's noise, there's chaos, and they'll Mm -hmm. drop by and they'll grab themselves a cup of coffee and they'll hang out for three, four hours at a time. And so I have my own working hours when I'm going to be here and I'm available I'm, I'm I'm available. I'm in another room and I'm working and, you know, don't bug me unless you have to, um, but but I am available if they have questions and we do have a, a Monday morning alignment meeting. And so everybody is present on the Monday morning meeting. And then we cover all of the goals for the week. And then if anyone has any questions then we break out into individual alignment meetings, but most of the um, accountability throughout the week, it often happens during text. If they have a text and it's a pressing question, but everybody turns in progress reports Sunday night by six o'clock if they want to be paid. And so my my Sunday evening is going through all of the progress reports and checking them against our keep files, which is just checklists online checklists that we share and pass from person to person as the job kind of progresses down the line. And I can see very quickly where everybody is in their proj- project. And then somebody will leave notes for me if they have a specific note for me or if there was a hang up or if something malfunctioned. And we can quickly get that resolved often without texting each other, often without interrupting each other or or any of those things.
3: That's Great. awesome. And the reason that I asked you that because, I, you know, whoever's listening might be thinking, I mean, I'm not going to run this YouTube online course conglomerate. What does this have to do with me? And I'm really thinking about how you hold your management staff accountable. And uh, I'm thinking that people could really learn on how you have these check-ins and accountability. And I think that it's a real, it's a... weakness for a lot of people in that we don't like to hold people accountable, but yet are frustrated with the results. And so, you know, when the expectations are clear and it's kind of a yes, you did this or no, you didn't, then it makes those conversations easier. And I like that. Um, I know when we talked before you were considering some kind of uh, pay for performance for your staff. Is that anything that you ever implemented or still thinking about.
2: I, I made some mistakes when I when I moved online because I'd been running a cleaning business and there's a certain series of behaviors for house cleaners. Mm-hmm. There's a certain series of behaviors that are a little bit different when you're working with independent contractors and you're doing more media type things. Mm-hmm. And one of the mistakes that I made was accommodations. And I'm, I'm totally guilty. It's my fault. I didn't know any better and now I do. But what happened is every person came to me and they said, all right, well, don't tell this to anybody, but my situation is a little bit different. So can you work with me on this? Because I need a little bit of extra time off. And, you know, my kids are, you know, they're doing this, that, and the other. And can you just work with me on this? Can, can you loan me a little bit of money early? Can you do this? Can Can I Can I take, you know, 10 days off instead of a week off? Can I, you know, mm-hmm. and I was, I found myself, well, all right, don't tell anyone. And, you know, I was trying to accommodate everyone. But when you have 22, 23 people on a team, and it doesn't matter now if they're house cleaners or if they're media people, what it matters is you just made 23 accommodations that you have to keep up with. And so as I was trying, as I was trying to be the people pleaser, what I found was the level of stress and pressure was rising in my business, not going down. And I was hiring people to reduce the pressure and noise, not increase it. Mm -hmm. And so I came in one day, it's been about a year and a half ago, and I came in and I said, okay, guys, I hate to be the bad guy, no more accommodations. If you want to do this job, you're here because you want to do the job. These are the new rules. This is what we're allowing. This is what we're not allowing. And if you have special situations, you're going to have to deal with that off the clock. And everybody's like, oh, you're so mean. And then all of a sudden, our productivity skyrocketed. And our productivity went through the roof and the people that were like, well, I'm not gonna make as much money and they were all upset and whatever. They're now making two to three times what they were making before. But what happened is I gave them the responsibility to figure out your own problems and don't make it my problem if it's not my problem. And that sounds really mean because we want we want to be the leader. We want to be the one that helps everyone. We want to inspire our teams. We want to motivate them on a daily basis. But do you know how exhausting it is to get up every single day and go motivate 23 people that could get up and go motivate themselves right and i i just turned the tables around i said guys i'm gonna walk away from all of this because i i don't have it to give i'm trying to grow a business and i don't have it to give i'm so sorry when you show up in the morning you're here because you want to be here we're not holding anyone hostage we pay everybody well, you wanna be here, you're here, come, come because you wanna be part of it. And what's really interesting is now people have recommended their friends and their friends and their friends to come work with us. They're like, oh, you gotta come work with us. And so we, we haven't had to run any ads for hiring or anything. We just keep adding people on and we're like, let's do this, this is awesome. But I find for me as the business owner, and I don't know if this answers your question or not, but I find for me as the business owner, they're looking to me to be the leader. And so whatever their performance is, whatever the rewards are for their behavior, they're looking to me for guidance. And so I have to be strong in that when I say these are the new rules, I have to keep to the rules. I have to keep to the consequences. If I keep bending and breaking the rules and making accommodations, there's no backbone in the business and nobody can count on anything.
3: I love that.
2: And huge. (laughs) You
3: know, because... I'm the people person I hear people all the time say you know they're talking about how things are just running amok and they are basically doing what you admitted to doing in that you just were kind of moving those rules around where you needed to and and you know it is we do it in a I know when I did it, I did it in a selfish way in that I felt like if I kept moving those rules that I wouldn't lose people Um, and I didn't want to retrain and all those, you know, selfish reasons. But then like you, I came to that realization that this is crazy. I can't keep doing this. And it just felt like mayhem. And so people would ask, so how, if you you recognize you've been doing it, how do you correct it? And I did the exact same thing you did. I called kind of an all hands on deck meeting and I said, I'm so sorry, you all. I, this is my fault. I have made things just all over the place and no wonder you don't really know how many days off you can get. And no wonder you don't really know how many complaints you can get and all those things. And I, you know, I did just like you. And I said, all right, here are the new rules. You're in or you're out kind of thing. And, um, and you turned it around and I am saying this because there are so many people who deal with this and you just heard Angela say, you, you just say, this is how it is right now. We cannot continue to scale the business this way. It's not fair to you, not fair to me. And this is how it's going to be from here on out. And like you say, you're creating a better place to work. It feels mean. It feels kind of domineering in a way. But you've just made all the expectations so transparent. Now they know what to do.
2: And and if I can jump in and add one thing to that, I I do preface it. I say, guys, I'm mean, and I'm scary, and I'm intimidating, and I'm here to get results. (laughs) And on the inside, I'm your biggest fan and I'm cheering for you. So forget about the the facade, but this is how we're gonna run our business. And these are the rules and the rules are in place and it helps us all work better together. Mm -hmm. And so the long and the short of it is, it's like being a parent. When you have kids and the kids know what the rules are, they will push and push and push and push because they wanna see how far you can go. But you only have order in your home once you have determined that as the parent or as the business owner, and in in the business, you are the parent. When you have those rules in place, everybody knows exactly where it stops and they know where the boundaries stop. And if I go beyond that, I don't work here anymore. Mm-hmm. And we've, I've literally said to people, I'm gonna ask for your resignation because you've gone outside what we agreed to. And they're like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Can I have one more chance? Yes, you can, you can have one more chance, but I will expect your resignation should you ever step outside our agreement again. And they're like, okay, and no more problems. But you yep. have to you have to be firm, and they're looking to you for that, because yep. if you if you don't have a backbone to your business, your entire business will crumble because of the niceness of your heart, and that's you, Martha. Just the niceness of your heart.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, and some of that is self talk. That when you're saying I'm mean and I'm this and I'm that, I mean you do believe that you're going to hold people to it and so forth. But some of it is. And, you know, at least for me, when I went to my staff and I drew the line in the sand, I I had to flip a switch and say, this is how you're going to be. And just like you said, with your kids, when they come and say, you know, I, I just want to stay up another hour, you know, or I just want <laughs> another piece of candy or whatever with your kids and you established the rules. How is it that you can go, mm, well, you know uh, that's too bad for you, but no. And, but yet with staff, you're like, Oh, okay. All right. Let's, been this rule and has been this rule. Um, and I use that parent-child relationship a lot as well because I think it helps you see not that we're treating our staff like children, but we should be when it comes to expectations.
2: There, there is a particular situation and this is where it, you, you have to draw the line there was a tragedy in our business. It was, it was a tragedy and it required all of the rules get pushed aside for a second because this is, this is so severe. Everybody needs to stop what they're doing and we have to attend to this immediately. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the person that was at the core of that realized in this moment, if there's a tragedy, everyone around me treats me this way. Mm-hmm. And so after the tragedy was officially over, they started creating new tragedies to reinvent that. Mm-hmm. And so we had to get back on track and say, hey, you know, uh, we, we understand that was an isolated incident, but it kept, it kept growing, you know, sicknesses and tragedies and family problems and whatever to the point where we had to say, we, we did make an exception because the situation warranted that and we are humans, we want to we honor that. But we can't run a business with all these other so-called maybe maybe real, maybe valid, maybe invisible, who knows other other tragedies that just kept occurring and so we had enabled although it, it, and, and in that particular situation we did exactly what we we needed to do but then to not enable these continuing behaviors of of people doing this. And our society does this. I want us to be really aware of this. Our society rewards sickness, for example. When you get really sick, we come to the hospital and we see you. We don't see you when you're well, but we'll come see you at the hospital. Oh, we'll bring Mm. you flowers at the hospital. Oh, wait, we'll bring you a teddy bear. Oh, and we will come and we will hang and we will visit. We will hang out with you and visit but we don't visit with you when you're well and there's no reward. And so people have all these sicknesses and illnesses. And I think I'm coming down with something because they're trying to reinvent those special circumstances. Yeah. And so as business owners, we have to be crystal clear about, am I, am I catering to this isolated incident? And can I make sure they understand this is an isolated incident? So in our business, we don't get sick. If you get sick and you're like, oh, I'm coming down with something, I'm so sick, go away. We will see you when you're well. We don't announce when we're sick. We don't announce our headaches and our aches and pains and ailments and all this stuff. You're sick, go away. We'll see you again when you're well. We don't want to cater to that. We don't want to enable that. Right. And so it's the same with drama and chaos. We are a business of no chaos. And mm-hmm. so if you have chaos, I mean, there are a lot of drama queens in our business. I'll be truthful. We don't, we, don't <laughs> we don't allow it at work. Right. So you're having a drama, do you need the rest of the day off? And they're like, "Oh uh, no, nope, nope, I got it in check. Okay, good. Let's continue." Uh, yeah.
3: We
2: don't we don't tolerate it because then we enable it. Mm-hmm. Oh, all I have to do for everyone to pay me all this attention is I got to have all this drama. We don't, we don't, we don't have time for it. I'm sorry. Yep. You got friends for that. <laughs> go to your friends with your drama. <laughs> go out for drinks. Go to happy hour, but not, not at work. We don't have time.
3: Right. For that. No, oh, that's so true because it can, it, it can just kind of envelop the culture mm-hmm. and bring everybody down. So yeah. anyway, we could go on forever. Good stuff.
4: <laughs> yeah, we usually do a round of homework where we kind of, wrap up what we talked about this week and we give our listeners an opportunity to take one of these four areas of business and improve it in their business before next week's live. So, um, Tay, do you want to start with, and Angela, you're welcome to assign homework if you would like. We, it's not required, but we give you the option.
2: (laughs) Okay, I'll be thinking up some homework. Awesome. Well,
1: mine is going to be same as last week. Take this awesome cell phone that I know you all have In front of your desk or you're even probably watching our live on it right now and turn this into your camera this week i just want one 30 second video (laughs) that's all i'm asking for is just one 30 second video it can be explaining your sales process it can be talking about a service you offer it can just literally be introducing yourself as a business owner for your business and what you do for the business and what you're looking to accomplish for your business so There's a plethora of options that you can choose from, but just pick this up and do it this week. That's all I'm asking. I'm not going to put any extra on it. Just pick it up and do it.
4: Awesome. Uh, And I'm going to say, I want you to take a look at your pricing. Uh, Angela and I had a really good discussion about pricing what you're worth, knowing your value. And so this week, I'd like you to just take a look at your pricing and, and see, did you include profit margin in there. Did you include making sure you had enough for your taxes? Did you include making sure you had enough to pay yourself when you set those prices? Um, and I'm sure there's a Savvy Cleaner YouTube video about pricing. So I will find it and I will put it into the group so that you can check out what Angela does. She's producing tons of amazing content every single week and a lot of it's free. And so I encourage you to check that out and take a look at your pricing. You, you started this business, as Angela said, to make money. So let's stay true to those values because it's hard and it's been a hard year and it's way too hard to work for free. So um, that's my challenge to you this week.
0: Awesome. And for systems, I'm gonna have everybody check out WordPress. I have built, oh gosh, probably eight WordPress sites in my lifetime. And I was very much like you, Angela. I didn't know where to start. I had a nephew who was 12 at the time who sat down with me and showed me like how to do the domain name and how to do all of it. And then since then I've, I've been able to do it successfully on my own. I do have help and I've used people on Fiverr. I love that service as a resource to get past some technology, technology challenges, but I'm just dangerous enough on WordPress to make my own updates. So I think that every business owner should do that too. So I'm going to have everybody look into WordPress. I'll put a link in the, uh, in the group. So that's my homework for this week.
3: <laughs> and uh, I spaced out for a second. You all, I'm in Cancun checking out the <laughs> conference hotel. So this is our remote correspondent this
0: week. I spaced out just a minute thinking <laughs> about just staring at the views and just, just soaking warm it out, the, it out on us. <laughs> yeah, my, my
3: view. Uh, but uh, anyway, back to homework. So we talk a lot. I give most of the homework is related to field staff. So right now I'm talking to you all that have office staff and how you hold your office staff accountable. And I love a book that's called um, The Four Disciplines of Execution and it talks about your wildly important goals, lead measures, lag measures. And I personally love that for accountability check-ins because it's really those lead measures that you need to make sure they're doing the lead measures to meet the financial goals and all of those things. So I'm going to assign that book, The Four Disciplines of Execution, and uh, take a look at that. And it will help you figure out what you should be measuring and holding people accountable for. And then Angela homework.
2: Do you have any? Uh, I do, without stepping on any of your, your metaphorical <laughs> toes here, because you all had awesome homework, and I, I, I'm making notes here because I've, I've got all my homework now. I'm going to be so busy this week trying to do all the things you recommended. Um, <laughs> as a business owner, you are your biggest asset, and in business, as we earn more money, we can outsource more things, but there are three things we cannot outsource, and that is your sleep, The nutrition of things that you eat and put in your body and the exercise and everybody around you is affected if you don't get those three things, but you are the person that benefits most if you do. So your homework for this week is your nutrition, your sleep and your exercise, because you cannot take care of anyone else until you take care of you yourself first. And then you can take care of your family, you can take care of your employees, you can take care of your customers, you can run a business if you take care of yourself first. And as business owners, we are not centered enough. We want to please everyone else. But I'm going to ask you this week to please, please yourself by taking care of yourself first.
3: I love that. Love that. So good. I love it. (laughs) Michelle taught us workflows at our last retreat she taught us slack workflows and so in the workflows that i built for myself for daily workflows and then for uh quality driven head of support i built in questions on did you get at least 20 minutes of activity and then drink at least eight glasses of water those are my two you know, I love it. Personal, yeah. So, uh, anyway, I, I make them report it whether <laughs> what you or not. Just that's good. Yeah, top sure
0: of mind. Make sure you're using your dailies. You oh my God. Them, right.
4: I, I love mine. My- I love it. We, Angela, we gave out these tear off sheets that were like uh, daily goal setting and they had. You know, if you meet all of your top three priorities today, how will you celebrate? What one thing on your list is helping you meet your quarterly goal today? Did you drink your eight glasses of water? Did you get your 30 minutes of movement? Um, They're really awesome. And Tay designed them and they're beautiful. And I know the four of us are like probably (laughs) very actively using them, maybe even more than the people who attended the retreat. It's awesome. So
2: it is awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle do you have a quote it looks like you have a quote. I do
0: I absolutely do I'm sorry I changed screens really quickly so I do have a quote and it is from our friend Walt Disney and he said all of our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them so thank you Angela for pursuing your dream for pivoting the way you have. You've made an incredible impact on the followers that you've chosen to talk to. And we're so grateful that you're here. So thank you so much for being in Fight Club and everybody get out there and pursue those dreams today.
2: Thank you for <laughs> having me. It was so much fun. I'm honored. I'm awesome. thanks, thanks, Angela. Thanks. Have a great week, everybody. See you next
0: week. Okay, see you guys. Thank you. Go fight! Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business.
3: Fight Fight Club for Business.